Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X Pac 12360, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever's in between that. <laughs> Hey, um, uh, how's it going, you guys? Excellent. Yeah? And ladies? It's going awesome. Because that's the thing. I've got a diverse panel here. <laughs> two men and two women. That's what we're calling it now, diverse. Yeah, diverse, diverse panel. panel. <laughs> yeah. So, like yeah. Um, how was your guys' weekend? Denise, you had a lovely weekend, didn't you? I did, actually. Um, basically, well, yesterday was pretty cool. Denise Salcedo, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was the <laughs> NBC TCA press coverage, so basically I was down there. And uh, Stephanie, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Mark Henry, the New Jay Marie's, and The Miz were actually there um, talking about Raw 25. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. They talked about that. They talked about the Rumble. They talked about a lot of awesome stuff. And for the first time ever, I got to meet Triple H and Stephanie, which was really nice to see, you know, see them up close and you know say hello and whatnot so it was a really fun moment they had a nice little setup where you get to go and take like a little picture holding up the bow and they make you look like you're coming down an entrance ramp it was, it was nice cool that sounds so fun yeah. Yeah. seriously what about you bill how was your weekend uh my weekend was fine yeah. i wish i had known about tca before uh, i started reading all the things about like oh hey there there's a panel happening right now and i'm like <laughs> what is that where okay my um one of my comedian friends, Jeff Dye, he saw them this weekend. Must have been there as well, right? Yeah. Something with the Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw, I saw him tweet the picture with him and Stephanie, and he said, "One day I'll, I want to announce." Yeah. For WWE. I, I don't know if you've ever seen Jeff any of the things he does, but um, uh, Jeff Dye, um, com- comedian. Yeah, comedian. Uh, D Y E. That's how you spell Dye. Um, <laughs> he's really like he. First of all, he's a very, very handsome fella. And uh, and he's very well spoken to and a big wrestling fan. Um, one time, hey, real quick story about Jeff Die. He he's, he uh, did a stand up uh, gig at this place called Side Splitters in Tampa, mm-hmm. and so I went to see him, like you know, meet up with him, and uh, after the show, so I'm driving this Mustang convertible, and and we're driving down Dale Mabry Highway, one of the big major highways in Tampa, and there are these ass drunk assholes. Like driving like in the right lane, and they're just messing with everyone, talking shit to everyone, just, just, uh, just really just terrorizing people. And so I don't know what I was thinking. I Jeff Jeff's in the seat next to me, and I pull up next to him. I said, "Pull that effing car over right now, and I'll beat the shit out of every last one of you." <laughs> and they all just looked at me, and they shut up. And I looked over at Jeff, and he was scared shitless. <laughs> and they all just shut up and just took off. Mm. 
And he's like, oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I'd done it. They would have actually wanted to fight. <laughs> That'd be funny if that's a bit in his comedy act now. Uh, anyways, time. I could have taken a couple of them, but there was probably like five or six of them in there, and they were all drunk oh, talking shit. Anyways, enough about that. Uh, anyway, TK, how are you? I'm good. Hey, how's your training coming for oh you? Oh, my gosh. I ran 15 miles. It's terrible. <laughs> my heart. My heart bleeds for you. <laughs> so. But you know, it's for a good cause. Yeah. Uh, did I mention that we have Nick Hausman from WrestleZone coming on here shortly? Nice. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, um, Royal Rumble party I have coming up uh, in Chicago. At Duffy's and, Bar and Grill? Yeah. And then, well, let's leave something for Nick to talk about. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully he has more to say than that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but Nick run, Nick is the is the new um, for the last I don't know how many months now he's been the new editor or the new head of WrestleZone dot com, um, and he's been a really big supporter of the show. He always uh, he always posts you know the sh- everything we we send them for the show. And very grateful to Nick. Be talking to him shortly. Uh, what else been going on? Um, you know that I can't think of right now <laughs> well we Anybody? talked about the 25th anniversary of rock coming up I yeah know they announced stone cold's supposed to be mm-hmm. there a bunch of other people are going to show up there are so you one yeah of no people? i'll be there uh, yeah <laughs> okay, cool apparently they apparently they just forgot to announce me when they announced kevin scott and sean and well they oh, showed yeah, they, they showed, showed all of dx like with the tank stuff like mm-hmm. they showed you like the uh, invasion of wcw they just didn't say your name, but they, uh, they probably did that after I texted a few people and complained about it, and cried like a baby. Well, yeah, one of the one of the weird things to me was they they were announced they announced that DX was going to be there, and it was the New Age Outlaws, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> and yeah. Trust me, don't think it went unnoticed. Did they say anything to you after you texted back? Was oh yeah, anything? yeah. I'll keep that to myself. It's what they rib. said. It's huh? No, it's not a rib. It's just. Shit, I still have to deal with from, you know, the consequences of the w- way I lived my life for about ten yeah. years. Well, they they announced today that Eric Bischoff's going to be there first time on WWE television since two thousand seven. Yeah, um, and your first time since what two thousand thirteen or fourteen or so? When was the last time you were on? I don't know. It wasn't that long ago, yeah, was it? Wasn't it? That, it wasn't that long. I, you know what? I mean, here's the thing, like. It didn't seem that long ago that we did the WrestleMania stuff with Sting. Yeah. And now it's been, what, four years? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, that was yeah. 31, and this year's going to be yeah. 34, so mm-hmm. a few, like three years. Mm. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Nick Houseman from WrestleZone.com. Hey, X-Pac12360 fans. I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted a shout-out, a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebvm.com slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. 
and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us over Skype right now from Chicago, Illinois, the Windy City. He's the, uh, I think we call it the, the editor or just the, he runs WrestleZone.com now. <laughs> and uh, he's also, uh, He's also trying to uh, apply for a job with uh, with the Wyatt family. <laughs> Nick Houseman, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone that can't for everyone that can't see it, Nick's rocking an awesome beard, and I just had to make a joke about it. It's fine, man. I mean, it's a, it's like a negative eleven degrees here in Chicago some days, and so yeah. this natural scarf is really like it's a necessity here in Chicago. Hey, you know, Nick. Nick, just just want to remind you, we can see you. Uh, you can't see us, and but that like like I was just butt raised. I said that wrong. You can't see us, but we can see you. So right. uh, it's probably a good idea if you don't relieve yourself in front of the camera, like I did to you. How how did I know that that was like the first thing that was going to come up when I came on the show? Yeah, I saw Sean's dick. Uh, can I say that right? I can like kind of freewheel yeah, and fancy. Did. Well, you can now. Yeah. The D word. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, it did. I saw his penis. He took it out. And that then he sounds, doesn't it. that sound worse, penis? I don't know. I, I'm trying to be, like, civil about it, right? But, I mean, yeah, he took it out. He didn't know that I could see it. But, yeah, he peed into a, a solo cup right in front of me. Very, very, gen- very gentlemanly about it, right? There was nothing weird about it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had that moment. That's and, another then, show. and then, Nick, and then I get a text from Nick. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> And I like I didn't get it for like maybe twenty minutes later, and I didn't, I couldn't at that time I didn't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> we figured it all out. Sure. Well, a lot of people have seen your dick though, because yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Nick. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, we we have the we have this really cool Royal Rumble party coming up at Duffy's in Chicago. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been uh, working with here with Duffy's Bar and Grill in Chicago for the last three years. They're an official WWE blast area, meaning they actually pay to stream the pay-per-view. We have WWE's blessing. They send us posters. They send us prizes sometimes, and we've had a great time doing it. And I said to them, I said, let's go next level with this party, guys. You know, we can fit 250 people in this sports bar. We got 60 flat screen TVs. We got ice cold suds. We got great food. What we need is we need a big name superstar hosting our awesome party and when they said well who do you want the first name that came to my mind was sean waltman sean you are just a fun guy people like to be around you i know you're gonna make the party great and uh you know people will get to come out you can get your photo taken with sean autographs and everything else and we're gonna do a live podcast recording uh before the rumble starts as well and like the cool thing is um well, the really fun part isn't the autograph and, you know, meet and greet part. It's the, watching sure. the show together mm-hmm. and, and you know, just commenting on things and, and, you know, just doing like a running commentary on, on what we think of this show. And you guys yeah, have live I'm, interested. I'm very interested in that. What's that? Uh, now, I, I feel like the party, though, kind of spoiled the something for everybody because, like, as soon as we announced it, the first thing I heard was like, well, if Sean's hosting this party, that means that you're probably not going to be in the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that kind of didn't let the cat out or put the cat in, however you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> out the bag. Yeah. Yeah, in the bag, you take it out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, the cat. <laughs> there is no cat. <laughs> well, I, I think I think Sean probably just wanted to give his spot to Ming, which was what I'm going to just imagine. Ming? Yeah, Ming. I mean, I didn't want to give it to him, but if he wanted to take it, there ain't much I can do about it. I'm going to say no. <laughs> And I watched I watched Ming. He was at Black Label Pro recently. Shout out to Black Label Pro in Indiana. And uh, it was Ming and the Barbarian versus Jimmy Lloyd and, I, and Nick Gage. And Nick Gage and Ming, man, they just beat the holy hell out of each other. I think you can go over to Powerbomb, find that match. It's uh, it's intense. Ming can still I'm still ter- I'm as terrified of Ming now today as I was when I was a child. In and that's the he's just the sweetest guy you'll ever meet in your entire life. Yeah. What are you That's, talking about? He's an animal. He said he was going to rip my heart out in the locker room. It was a very scary experience. I, I don't know what you're regardless, about. like, yeah, I mean, you, you must have been a real dick to him. Oh, the biggest of dicks. I tried to be nice to him. Yeah. Hey, so one time, when I, the first time I tore my ass. Yeah. Nick Nick was my manager. Oh. Or no, not my manager. He were my you were my opponent's manager, Jay Bradley's. You, you yeah. guys want to hear another story about some sensitive areas on Sean's body? Because sure. I've got a couple of them. You know, I don't know how many of the guests come on here and just kind of talk like this about Sean's body. But uh, yeah, a lot we more were, than uh, you'd think. Uh, more than I would think. Well, all right, uh, we were out at Joliet, Illinois, which is like a small suburb outside of uh, of Chicago, mostly known for the movie Blues Brothers. Thank Joliet, you. Jake, you know, um, where the prison is. Yeah. Anyway. We're out there in this wrestling ring behind outfield at their minor league baseball park. And I'm managing Lonesome Jay Bradley, or Jay Bradley at the time. Um, and uh, Sean went to do his Bronco Buster on Jay, and somebody didn't wrap the bottom turnbuckle where the metal is. Mm. And, yeah, he just, I mean, he split his taint in twine. I don't really know any other way to describe it. Like, you just split that thing, and it just busted open. And I remember you roll into the outside. And I looked in your face, and I could tell something was horribly wrong. And you screamed at me, I just ripped my taint in half, which was alarming. And then you told me to start kicking you. While you <laughs> yeah, but isn't there more to the story? Well, there is the part where we get to the back. Yeah. I, I finished the match. I, I believe I took uh, the boomstick lariat from Jay, and then you rolled him up. And we get to the back, and I find you face down on, like, a table, all right, uh, like a picnic table, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, dude, is there anything I can do for you?" And I remember you looking at me and you go, "Yeah, man, can you hold a towel between my butt cheeks right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and I did not do that. I, I refused, but uh, I think because I had a ride, I also just did not want to do that. But uh, you know, I, you I really did want to do it. I didn't want to do it, man. Yeah, you I, uh, it was not, I'll look but not touch. I've seen your dick. I've, I know you've split your taint, but I did not get near, did not get near either of those things. Not great. <laughs> That's such a great story, though. It's not a bad one, is yeah, it? You know, even that you didn't hold the towel, but if you would have held the towel, it would have been even better. So did somebody else hold the towel? I, I can't I remember. Imagine, who was it? I can't remember. Somebody did, though. Somebody came over and held yeah. a towel between your cheeks? Yeah, I, so fans are for. And I ended up with thirteen stitches in my ass. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was telling these guys that um, that like I didn't miss a match. I had matches the next week, and I wrestled uh, I wrestled uh, Pierce, Adam mm-hmm. Pierce for the NWA World Title, wearing a diaper with a torn asshole. Mm. 
That's what Cabana told me. I'm glad yeah. you confirmed that. Because, yeah, I saw Cabana like a week later, and I was like, hey, I saw you wrestled with Sean. How is he? And he's like, dude's walking around in a diaper right now. He looks ridiculous. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then one of my good friends, uh, Mike Villalobo, I'm shout out to him. I haven't talked to him in a while. He actually was nice enough to actually remove some of the stitches from my ass, like, which is like, you got to be a real good friend to do something like that, you know? Because that's a no really kidding. intimate knowledge of a good, of a good friend. So, hey, so Nick, talk yeah. to me about uh, about um, hey, wh- what are the what are the new stories you guys are breaking today? Anything? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, let's see here. I just put up some stuff before we got on the air. Uh, your buddy Triple H and Stephanie and a whole bunch of the other guys uh, were over at the Television Critics Association uh, WWE panel last night, and uh, they commented on Rich Swan's arrest, which has been getting passed around a lot. Uh, they commented on one other thing, too. But really the big news today, the non-WWE news, is Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, uh, the Young Bucks, they've announced the date for their big all-in show. It's going to be September 1st. And the rumor is, and this isn't confirmed, they haven't announced it yet, but the rumor is they may be coming to Chicago to do this big 10,000-seat venue here, which uh, if, if I had to pick a 10,000-seat venue in Chicago, they may want to do it at. I don't know anything but the UIC Pavilion. I was just thinking like, that. UIC Pavilion where they had Flair Steamboat. Exactly. Yeah, see? There you go. Yeah. Historian as well. You're a yeah. pretty good wrestling guy. Um, but yeah, UIC Pavilion here. Do you think they can do it? Do you think they'll do 10,000? Yes. I think yeah. they can. I don't know if it'll be 10,000 paid, but I think they'll put 10,000 in that building. I think so, too. And here's the follow-up question, then. You know, the other big word on the street here is the reason that Chicago could be enticing is maybe their buddy, CM Punk, would be interested in appearing on that show. And if you got CM Punk wrestling his first match since leaving WWE alongside Bullet Club, I mean, in Chicago, uh, 10K, easy. Uh, easy. I don't know. What, what, what do you, what's your feel on that, though? I mean, I, I know that you've been friendly with Punk in the past. I don't know if you have a vibe on if he'd have any interest in doing that. I think he would. Yeah? I think he, I, I honestly think he would if it was a big something like that. That was a big yeah. deal. But yeah. I could be wrong. I, I've, I've been saying for a long time that I feel like the, the only things that would bring Punk back at this point in time would be like an ROH match against Samoa Joe or Brian Danielson. Yeah. Or just something that has a chance to be a big indie thing that isn't necessarily a WWE thing. Yeah. That he can be a part of that's going to be f- packed. Yeah. That he can be like, hey, yeah, I help. I help you know, and I'm the reason missed, this thing's And he full. missed out on almost all of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega stuff. So I can see him, like, I can see him being super in, intrigued by, like, hey, do you want to wrestle either Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega yeah. in the main event of this 10,000-seat non-WWE show? Hey, is that, is that Chicago, like, you know where they used to have the, the Bulls games before the United Center? Is that still, uh, is that still a thing? Is it still, uh, uh, is it still standing, even? I don't, I don't think so. I think, the, I think that building got taken down and the United Center got put up. Yeah. Um, because I know we still have, uh, maybe, uh, I'm not a big basketball guy, so I actually probably shouldn't answer this question. Okay. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, why. the thing is, is I'm thinking, you know, another building besides UIC, but that's probably the one I would go with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It makes the most sense. I mean, you know, you got the Aragon that maybe you could do it and, and fudge some things around. I mean, there's a couple places I thought about, but UIC pavilion kind of made the most sense. And, you know, also, the, the next step in this is, like, I've already seen Buzz, I think I saw it on PW Insider this morning, that, you know, all right, let's 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 say Punk does do it. Let's say they do 10,000 tickets. The show is happening September 1st. Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE 
from what I glean from everything, comes up the end of September. And that could open up the door for a follow-up show where you could have, theoretically, Daniel Bryan in the main event and follow up CM Punk with the Daniel Bryan show. Uh, what are you, What is that? Uh, how do you gauge that one? Do you think that that one's got any merit to it? You mean as far as actually being uh, a possibility? Yeah, I mean, do you think that Brian is like so gung ho to get out and get wrestling that he would entertain an idea like that and be, be a part of something like this? I honestly do, man. I really do. You're getting wrestling fans very excited right now, which is good. That's what I came on here to do is get you to verify all of these uh, crazy ideas that people have right it's now. It's just that I, I know how I would feel if I was him. Yeah, do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, that was actually one of the other things that they talked about at the TCA. Somebody actually asked Triple H about the Daniel Bryan situation and if the, what they would do to have him stay in the company if he wasn't cleared to wrestle. And basically what he said along the lines was, you know, if he's not, you know, if they don't medically obviously clear him that he's safe to go into the ring, then they don't see a reason why to put him into the ring. And as other people know, and as for the people that have seen Daniel Bryan work, they know that, you know, wrestling is his life and wrestling is everything. So if maybe that door gets shut for him, he might be looking to go into other doors. So I think that's something that, you know, can possibly happen in the future. Sean, what is the vibe right now in WWE about all these new opportunities out there right now? I mean, we're openly talking about, you know, the SmackDown Live general manager, a, a central figure on WWE television. We're talking about where he's going to be in nine months right now, and it doesn't sound like WWE. And, I mean, right now I'm looking at the other headline here, Jericho, you know, him and Naito. He'll, he's staying around New Japan, maybe even Okada match in the horizon as well. doesn't sound like he's going to be in the WWE mix. Like, what's what's the vibe there right now about all these guys getting these real uh, chances outside of the company right now and taking them. I think that, you know, uh, lately, and, and this is really a, a mentality that, that, that Hunter is, is uh, trying to push, is, like, you know, they're just trying to be more open about, about those things as far as like, okay. I mean, I'll give you an example, Nick, uh, just my personal, like, experience with it most recently, like the other day, uh, a um, a major, I don't know if you want to call it company or, you know, one of their quote unquote competitors in the industry reached out to me and, and asked me to be a part uh, of their promotion coming up uh, okay. soon. I'm not going to mention the name, um, but I reached, so I asked Hunter and, you know, how he felt about it. And he, and he was like, well, what do you mean? Like, you want my opinion or do you want to know if, if, if you'd have heat? And I'm like, well, both. And he goes, absolutely no heat whatsoever. And, uh, you know, um, and he goes, just, you know, be careful what you sign, basically. Huh. Yeah, I mean, like, the WWE is really kind of in a league of its own right now. It doesn't seem like they're any kind of cultural or financial situation where they have to worry about losing top spot right now. I, I think it is better and more advantageous to not try to fight what's going on right now. I mean, the more excited wrestling fans are about wrestling... I can't really see WWE not capitalizing on that kind of momentum. And, that, I mean, it's certainly a healthy mix of it over on WrestleZone every day. You know, another yeah. thing that kind of breached the aisle I'll bring up here as far as, like, news that, that happened today, because it was a pretty good day for news. Uh, Matt Hardy and Ed Nordholm buried the hatchet. Did you see that? I heard about that, yeah. Dude, yeah. Hardy put yeah Hardy put that, out though. a like, uh, Yeah, but I, like, I knew that a couple weeks back when I saw Matt. I guess I, I just forgot to mention it, probably because... He probably didn't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, I say, I don't say a lot of things I hear. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was kind of I was surprised that they did it in such a heavy handed way, because I mean, up and I mean, even just a couple weeks ago, I remember Rebby still kind of laying it in on, on them and the Owls. So it, it caught me off guard to see it. But I, I'm really happy. I, I think that this whole fight, you know, that kind of negativity where, where fans become more interested in what's happening behind the curtain yeah. and in the ring. I don't really know that it translates to, to better business for anybody. I mean, it's certainly good for, for me and, you know, the, the click business of trying to get people to, to tune in and find news. But I, I don't know that that helps the wrestling business. So I was happy to see them be able to kind of bury this and, and move into 2018 because Impact right now, you got uh, whatever Cyrus and a couple other guys moving into to power over at Impact. It yeah. sounds like. Impact could even be rallying here in 2018 and turning into a, a pretty decent product again. I really, really hope so. I, I, I really think there's room for all of this and more. You know, I really do. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, um, and then, of course, let's see here. Last thing, uh, your buddy Hunter met with uh, Ronda Rousey last night. Did he call you? Did he tell her tell you if, he, if she's coming in? Is she going to be in the Rumble? He, you and he, Omega, he, mentioned, he mentioned one way or another, but I'm not going to tell you. You can't say that. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm lying. <laughs> hey, usually, like when somebody hits me up on Twitter and they say your buddy Hunter, I block them on Twitter. Actually, oh. by the way, all right. <laughs> so, I won't say it again, Sean. I'm very sorry. Oh uh, yeah, I can tell. Jay, sorry. what's up with Jay? Didn't you mention to me earlier something about Jay White? Yeah, Switchblade Jay White has uh, joined the Australian New Japan Tour that's going to be happening next month. That was exclusive we got uh, for our New Japan Pro Wednesday column that we do uh, every Wednesday on WrestleZone.com uh, that's written by Ross Berman. And, yeah, uh, I really – I don't know if uh, you you know much about Jay, if you wrestle Jay yeah, or I work know, with Jay. Jay. I've, I've, I've given him some pointers here and there. I'm a big Switchblade Jay White fan, and uh, it was really cool getting to see him be that guy to turn down the Bullet Club shirt and lay out Omega. And in that flash of a moment, he went from being like a good wrestler to like a really great. I thought I thought it really was in the glimpse of an eye. I saw a, a meaningful moment happen there where I thought he elevated his stock. I don't oh. know if you saw that. Oh, he right. got he got made like DDP with the NWO, huh? Oh, he absolutely great comparison. Yeah, nice. totally. Absolutely. That's a perfect comparison. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It is. Good no, for I, Jay, was... man. Now yeah. if he could just grow a nice beard like you have. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell he's trying though. We were talking the other day though. Uh it's interesting they announced him for the Australia tour, right? It's a big announcement for them. But I know we were chatting the other day kind of about the land rush that's going on down in Australia right now. Yes. You, you were just there, and that is a, a super hot market right now that hasn't been completely oversaturated. Oh, yet. and it's about to. Trust me, it's about to be strip mined. Everybody and their brother is going to go over there and try to take whatever they can. It'll be good for a few years, and then it's going to take a few, uh, you know, it's just going to be like uh, when you need to rotate crops. because sure. you just Because you just overly, oh, overly, like, you know, harvest this, the, the same, you know, grow crops on the same soil and there's no more nutrients left in the soil like yeah so that's what's going to happen there but right now it's amazing you and daniel bryan you should open a farm you guys would be great farmers hey daniel bryan and i my first my first time actually my only other time in in um, australia in perth australia i wrestled daniel bryan in a singles match it was really good yeah he said it was the first time anybody ever like showed him how like to like 
fight from underneath work the people like it was he'd have to explain it to you but anyways he he uh he enjoyed it a lot uh and so did i and i had and he really helped me a lot in that match because uh i i was working on one leg i i mean not obviously i have still have two legs but my i i just torn my acl like about a week before so i was hobbling around trying to anyways blah 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 yada 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 no, this is good. This is good podcast right here. This is good. We're there. We're in the moment. Yeah. You're with Daniel Bryan. You're limping around. Yeah. Mickey's in the corner, and he's like, "Come on, Sean, you got to rally." And then Get they, in. but then they had me beat. They they had me beat him, and like probably what like probably should have been the other way around, actually. No, disagree. No, right, call. right man went over. Yeah, you're right because I'm much better than he ever was. Just uh, that's that's correct. That's yeah. the truth. I did you now. I don't know if you want me to bring this up or not, but you showed up in my my rumor mill in the last twenty four hours over on WrestleZone. Oh yeah, and what? Well, they there's word that you're going to be at Raw twenty fifth, but I have not seen that verified or confirmed anywhere online. It's been confirmed. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I mean, I, yes, I am going to be there. But I okay. was explaining to everyone before before we brought you on. Like I kind of explained to them, you know, I wasn't real happy with their with their commercial that, you know, they advertise everyone but me to be on there. I mean, everyone, every one of my friends but me, everyone that I... See, I was I was thinking about it, Sean, you know, and, like, how you weren't in that, that promo package and all that. And you know what I think it is? I think that they were like, we need one last big name for the go-home week next Damn week. Damn right, Nick. That's exactly what it is. What was I thinking? You know, and I think... <laughs> I think next week they're going to have the top five Sean Waltman raw moments because you're in like two or three of them already. But, you know, we could just slide a couple more in there. That's right, it, man. Here I am getting pissed off over nothing. And that Absolutely. was it the whole time. They're going to bring Kid Rock in to do the X Factor theme song. Or was that Kid Rock or who was that? It was Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Sorry, he's a princess. Kid Rock's a princess, Uncle Cracker. Yeah. Well, it's right. more likable of the two crackers. Yeah. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I'm not afraid to take these honkies down a peg. <laughs> Did you really yeah. say honkies? <laughs> hey, oh. oh yeah. So, anyways, you're, you're like close with you're like. For, are you still friendly with Kid Rock or no? I haven't talked to him in a long time, man. I it's been it's since not long after after Josie passed. Yeah. Have yeah. you opened up on the show about your relationship with Joe C or no? I don't I don't check. I, I don't know. Uh, well, Joe, you know, Joey was a huge wrestling fan. And, you know, uh, and I he always came around and we tried to get him a job. And, you know, like that was what he was ready to quit the gig, the gig with Kid Rock to go do that. And we were I was like, don't you dare like that. Like, that's your bread and butter. Like, do this. But like, always keep that. You know, what? yeah, and they ended up not letting him. They ended up not signing him because of his health issues, and I think that really like broke his heart, man. So wait, he had a tryout for W, or like there were actual conversations about making Josie a wrestler for not WWE. Not a wrestler, like a manager figure, you know, like oh. just a personality. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you show. guys had the oddities and stuff. I mean, he just put, you know, fit right in there. Why you got to why you got to throw him in with the oddities? It's, you know, I mean, look, dude, it's you know Whatever, the. the <laughs> The Wolf Woman, you got, you know, whatever Golga was. Kurgan was just tall but African. Hey, let's like, talk about uh, Kurgan for a second. 
how freaking ugly was he back then, and how handsome is he, relatively speaking, <laughs> compared to that now? He's got work done, man. He got he did three hundred, and then he took that three hundred grand and got some teeth work done. You, you know? talk about us. what an awesome guy that guy was. Hmm. Really cool. I thought they could have done way more with Kurgan. Well, I mean, he kind of reminds me of like Kali, where it was like, all right, very intimidating. But I mean, I, what what more would you have done with Kurgan? I guess is what I'm wondering. Well, he's sort of like a he's sort of like a mobile Kali, right? Yeah, he's a he's like freakish like that. But I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't mention him in the same sentence as Kali as far as skill set. Really? I guess I'd have to go. I mean, well, I, I was like, whatever, 14 when I was watching Kurgan, so I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Because Kurgan uh, came in on the Truth Commission, which is a dud. And yeah. then you put him in the oddities, which is, was fun for a while, but then they didn't do anything with him after the oddities yeah. broke up. Like, you could right. have, instead of putting him in all these different factions where he's just a freak show sideshow. Yeah. How do we start thing? talking about Kurgan? You oh, brought yeah, him up, I brought man. him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird because, like, Don Callis is in charge now at Impact, right? Yeah. Or he has some sway. And Don Callis was, of course, Cyrus on screen and the leader of the whatever. The, what was it? The Resistance? The what were they called? The Truth Commission. Yeah. The Truth Commission. It's, Truth Commission. I I don't know. Maybe Kurgan and Impact. Right. Speaking we can bring of that Don Callis, <laughs> I never. He had such scorching heat when he was in WWE, and I could never figure out why. Hmm. I I couldn't. Like I, I I guess he rubbed somebody the wrong way, but he never rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. I I don't get it. I never met it. I say it sounds like what they're it sounds like what uh, they're doing right now over an Impact though. I mean. They're uh they're got a lot of people excited. Of tonight, as we're recording this, is the first night of six nights that they have of TV tapings. And uh, the other news come well, kind of two things came out of this impact. It was again, it was a busy day for news. They got rid of the six sided ring. Yeah, they're now back to the four sided ring. Good, Good call. I think so. I think so too. Yeah, I hate the six sided ring. Yeah, Correct. try standing on the top rope in in a six sided ring, and you'd hate it even more. It's just too much space in the middle for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. Anyway, that's gone. They're going to four-sided, and they haven't officially put out a press release or anything announcing this yet, but one side of the ring has the Twitch logo on it, and I would imagine that there's going to be some kind of Twitch relationship coming up here soon. I don't think that anything in their pop TV deal would preclude them for, from doing anything with Twitch. I think they're just kind of trading the space for advertising from, from best I gather. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a little Twitch on so. Yeah, I, I'm not. How how do you think that deal is speaking of Twitch with with House of Hardcore? They're doing big numbers on there, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was actually the ring announcer for House of Hardcore Milwaukee, uh, which was in December, and they did over five hundred thousand live views. I don't know if that translates to five hundred thousand people, but five hundred thousand live views for a three hour show, which is incredible. I mean, that's on par, if not above, what Impact wrestling does every week but they did it via twitch i would i'm guessing that it it, it translates to at least five hundred thousand people oh well and that was just Plus, for the live feed i yeah. have no idea how many times it's been viewed in the archives which i'm sure is millions at this point yeah huh. yeah i mean is it a good deal i don't really know what the deal is right i mean it kind of in some ways reminds me and I, again i don't really know the deal but it reminds me in some ways of what flow slam wanted to do initially which was find quality independent promotions give them a little bit more of a budget hope for a better product and be able to to sell that back and, and take a bigger cut yeah. I, I have to think that's what twitch is doing here but they seem uh that like there's a much better infrastructure you, there than uh, what flow slam has can you tell by watching 
or have you if you've watched if there's any ad, uh, any ads on on the show uh i'm not like as active with i don't i don't really video game and i know twitch that's like what twitch is mostly yeah. for so i i don't i would imagine there's some level of advertising yeah. i i couldn't give you an educated answer though mm. i watched triple mania on twitch i don't remember if they had like a like a break in the or any sort of commercials during the show. So I'm literally trying to rack my brain trying to remember. If you're if but you're I a big enough remember. partner, if you're a big enough partner on Twitch, you can put uh, commercial breaks whenever you want. But if enough people pay for your space on Twitch, then you don't need it. Uh, so there's sort of a, a fine line where if you're a big enough creator, you have the option to, and those commercials, all of that funding goes directly to you. But it's not. Do you have to sell your own commercials, or no. do they they have? They have they have a, a stockpile of commercials of their products, but all of the the anything that you get from playing those commercials goes to you instead of the network. Huh. Interesting. They got to take some of it. Some of it, but uh, that's part of the that's part of the partner agreement. Yeah. And it, but it's on a case by case basis, a user by user basis. Interesting. If you're an independent wrestling promoter, go back, listen to that last sixty seconds, take notes, and then continue with the podcast right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you, Sean, yeah. about the mix match challenge. Um, which is, I think, a very interesting thing. Do you like the Mixed Match Challenge? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound, like, enthused about the Mixed Match Challenge. I mean, is it going to be, guys, and is it going to be, are the women and the men going to be in the ring with each other? How is that going to work? Like, is there going to be guy-on-girl action? That sounded gross. You shouldn't say it like that. That's I, not I, the way I'm, to say it. People will get upset. Well, I mean, there it's probably there better be- if we keep it girl-on-girl, right? That's not, I don't know. I'm twisting this. Oh, uh, I don't, I think that you have to tag out. I think that you've got to tag and it's ladies versus ladies and, and men versus men. I have to, I can't imagine you'd get like Braun Strowman laying out Alicia Fox. I just, I don't imagine that happening. Hmm. All right. Why not? We had El- Ellsworth versus uh, Carmella. Did we? Yep. Yeah. Did, did Ellsworth. No, Peggy Lynch. Yeah, but uh, did he Peggy fight Lynch. back? Yeah, no, they had a yeah, match. Yeah. Did he hit her? They had a match yeah. together. Yeah. He always they, I don't know that he hit her. I think they did a lot of grappling in yeah. submission work. Huh. Interesting. I don't yeah. know. I think in the, the, the age that we're in right now, it would be good to see. I, I would obviously the difference, but it would good, be good to see that no matter who you are, you're in the ring, yeah. if you're male or female, and, and, you'd, and you'd fight. So, I mean, I don't think it should be, okay, well, both girls come in the ring now, and now both guys, I, I think it takes away from, you know, what it's supposed to be. But, and I, I do think that... Um, that it's getting a lot of attention and people are pretty excited about it, it seems like. Oh, dude. I mean, I really love the pairings that are rolling out. I don't know how yeah. you guys feel about them, but, like, I, I've i enjoyed every single vignette where the pairings have been revealed. I think they're just fun. And there's kind of this, like, weird high school, like, dating Story like it also feels like people are coupling up before a big dance or something like that. Like which I, also I just saw me. I just saw Sammy saying and Becky Lynch thing where he yeah. was wearing the disguise. Mm-hmm. He looked like you in the disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I had one of them beard masks on. That was funny. Good. <laughs> Nick's never gonna come back on my show again. <laughs> fine it's fine you can say whatever you want you're just jealous because like i do have a very healthy beard and folks can see me right now on the camera and everything like that but there is years of questionable facial hair recorded in the wwe archives from you sean and i feel like i could go back and identify a thousand wispy mustaches uh pretty quickly i've been on record saying this like i couldn't grow a proper beard until i got on steroids 
An- anabolic <laughs> steroids. <laughs> Proper steroids. Yeah. Steroids. Actually, not not like steroid steroids. It was just testosterone. Not so. Wimstrol or... Uh... No, none of that. No. So. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Just, just some tea. Uh-huh. Jeez. All right. Well, what? how are we doing here? Great. This is pretty good stuff so far, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I've got a, a laundry list of uh, wrestling topics here. I mean, I, 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 can I put over real quick something we're doing here? Booker T, please. you like Booker T, right? Yes, and you were telling me. Please, please tell everyone. All right, so Booker T runs the Reality of Wrestling, which is an amazing wrestling promotion down in Houston, Texas. And uh, I am also from the Houston area. I'm friends with one of the people that works with him, Brad Gilmore, who co-hosts Heated Conversation. We've been talking the past couple weeks, and I'm very happy to announce that in 2018, every Thursday night, live on our Facebook page, WrestleZone's Facebook page, Booker T is live streaming from the Reality of Wrestling uh, training center, where he's going to be showing people how he tra- showing the fans how he trains wrestlers, introducing them to wrestlers, answering questions uh, Q and A style. But more or less, Booker T is coming to WrestleZone in 2018, and I am I'm just a huge booker fan in general i know that you uh you are also a big booker t fan are you not i am nick and uh i i i, I truly believe and i tell them this every time i see him that uh, i call him the future mayor of houston texas because i really believe when he runs he's gonna win i think so too well and it's interesting because i was uh, actually interviewing brad for something that's gonna drop on WrestleZone tomorrow but he was telling me that because of some screwy lawsuit against the mayor the election may be bumped up. So it was supposed to happen next year. It may now happen in late 2018. And if that's true, since Booker decided to declare so early and he's so well-known, I, I actually think he is uh, unusually well-situated to win the mayoral race in Houston, Texas. Oh, for sure. And and awesome. just, would you say something? That would be awesome. Yeah, he he's, uh, and I mean, just Booker's story, his life story, man, like, uh, uh, I really, really admire him man, as a father and just a human being in general. Yeah, and and I mean, obviously, he's excellent, excellent wrestler, professional wrestler. Like, you know, that goes without saying. Well, and and with Booker, I, I kind of feel like he would. I think he should get like one more run. I mean, I think that a four or five month program, not, not exactly like what Goldberg did, but kind of in that same time frame. I think Booker would be great if he had one more run and got to come back. I think people would be very excited about that, actually. I think so, too. And and the, and the thing about Booker is he keeps himself in fairly good condition. Like, he doesn't – like, he's still, like – it would probably take him a month to get in shape or oh. less. Dude, he – well, Brad was – when I was talking to Brad yesterday, he said that Booker's grandfather lived to be 105 years old. Oh, wow. Did you know that? No. Wow. <laughs> right? He probably looked like he was sixty-five, huh. and that's that's back in the days when, me, like, like you know, medicine has come a long way since then. So, yeah, his grandfather was born like eighteen eighty-seven or something like that. He like passed away in the nineties, I'm told. But Jesus. Booker has like the genes to live for a very long time. And God, uh, I was just, I think he's just aging slowly. You I was know? just thinking about God. Can you imagine the things Booker's grandfather saw in his lifetime? Unfortunately. Hard not to think about. God. Right? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's rough. I mean, I, I'm i what they call an old millennial. That's yeah. like my official wherever I've been slotted on the spectrum because I'm 32. So uh, 
I on the autism I, spectrum. I'm a 32. Uh, definitely, definitely 32 on the on the spectrum. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. definitely Wapner. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm right at that point where you know I, I was a part of that generation where we always had some kind of higher level technology yeah. from er- like the early days, right? Man, if you were like 60 years before that, I can't even like fathom the realizations that like came along every decade as new stuff was like rolling out, you know, that, yeah. that would have been mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I don't even want to get into it. It's just insane. Well, you're talking about Booker T having another run. Who would you like to see him go up against? That's a really good question. And I would like to see it be some kind of a blood feud. I'd like it to be like some kind of young upstart that disrespects him, mm-hmm. you know, and he makes it personal with Booker T I don't really know the exact name. I mean, Samoa Joe is kind of somebody I could maybe envision, you know, pushing Booker. And, you know, he's young in the sense that he hasn't been on WWE TV for elongated period of time. So he's newer to the crowd. And I, I think that he'd be somebody that would, that would push Booker. I don't know what you think about that, Sean. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I was just thinking about this. Maybe. Hey, is it, isn't Elias one of Booker's students? Oh, man. Elias and Booker would be great. Yeah. And yeah, I think he did train at ROW. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was, I always thought Elias, like when I first started, when he first brought him up, and like, you know, I first started seeing that, I wasn't a fan of the whole vagabond, like, sing, you know, uh, playing the song in the middle of the ring gimmick. Uh, but right. I'm, I, like, I'm a believer now. Like, I, I, I'm on, I'm on board with that. You're Man, walking I'm not, with Elias. Yeah, I ain't afraid. I'll walk with him. I, you know, um, you know, I'll jump on a bandwagon. It's pretty, it's, he's, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm, you know, he still has a ways to go in the ring, but like he's getting there. He's gonna be, he's gonna be really good. He looks like an action figure. Yeah. Like every time I look at him, I'm like, wow, somebody opened a box and out came Elias. I mean, the dude yeah. looks like he's made of like action figure plastic and physique. Yeah. Great beard too. Yeah. Not as Hello. nice as yours, but you know. Sean, yeah. nobody has as nice a beard as I have, and <laughs> I'm comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable in my beard. I'm a proud beardman. Do you hide anything in that beard, Nick? Like, do you have anything in there right now you can show us? Just my secrets. No spiders. <laughs> Here they are. No, I... I Just more <laughs> stories about Sean's butthole. <laughs> yeah. You want more taint stories? I mean, he ripped it again, but I wasn't there for that one. Um, no, I don't keep things in my beard, but I will say that an unfortunate, inordinate amount of the time, most of what I'm eating will wind up in my beard. And my girlfriend has to, like, casually get rid of it now before anyone else notices. Uh, <laughs> okay. But she, but Liz, Liz, your girlfriend's name is Liz, and she's absolutely gorgeous. And, um, and she apparently loves the beard, doesn't she, Nick? She loves the beard. She then loves you, the beard. Then, that's yeah. why, then you keep the beard, Nick. Yeah. I mean, she is. She's ridiculously gorgeous. She's very, very hot. And so if she wants me to have the beard, I keep the beard. That's just how it is. So, so, well, she's listening in the other room right now, by the way, she's probably loving this. She likes it when I talk about how pretty she is on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, she should. And you and you should you should do that. Do I have no problems. She's beautiful. I love her. What were you going to well, say, I'm Jimbo? curious because you're such a huge wrestling fan and you always put out wrestling news. Is there any stories you've put out that wrestlers have come to you and been like, what the hell are you doing? And you have to be like, hey, man, this is my job. Or like, oh, well, you're right. Let me put a different spin on it. Or any situations like that that you've come into? No, not really. Um, I did. 
I don't want to reveal the name because I like this person and I've met them and they are not a crazy person. But there was a wrestler or I'll say that it wasn't a wrestler. It was a WWE uh, producer, I think, at the time who had been released by the company. And I don't know how they got my number. Right. But they called me and told me to not talk about it anymore. And they were very, very angry about it. And I didn't even break the story. I was like aggregating it and running it from another source. And. Uh, I didn't change it, but I did stop talking about the story because I was genuinely a little put off by the way that they had uh, approached me over the phone. Interesting. How long ago now, was that? Uh, it was like two years ago. Okay. Uh, we'll figure uh, out who it was. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll let everybody out there guess. You can shoot me your guesses. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to name names in this situation. But some of that stuff does happen. I mean, but honestly, everybody in wrestling—it's not like politics, right? Because like right. in politics, you know, you talk about somebody said this or deleted that or bleached this or whatever. It's like a lot of real world rep- repercussions for that. Most wrestlers are just kind of happy. You're talking about them, keeping them in the uh, entertainment spectrum. You know, keeping people buzzing about them. I, I don't really get a whole lot of flack. I, I don't try to run a lot of risque or, or trashy stuff on the site um, more responses to wrestlers commenting on those stories and the, the stories themselves is what i like to do mm-hmm. um uh so yeah that that's about the closest i can come i will say that uh sometimes i've written headlines that i knew were going to probably upset people and second guess them infamously can i use the can i use the f word on this show yes go ahead okay. So I used to co-host Brett, the Hitman Hearts podcast, right? The Sharpshooter podcast. Yeah. And Brett is super fucking cool. I love Brett. Brett has been awesome to me. And in one at one of the episodes, we were talking about the WWE video games. And I'll never forget it. It was like a really softball question. I was like, hey, Brett, you've been in video games. What do you think about video games? And he starts to talk about how we went to one of the 2K parties. And he got there, and he's playing the game, and they're showing him the game. And then they go to the screen where you can choose your wrestler, and he notices that your buddy, Triple H, right? He uh, He's a 98, right? And Brett's like a, 90, like a 95, oh, right? Oh, that's all it took. And Brett was like, Brett's like, I grabbed one of the people that worked there, and I'm like, this guy couldn't lace my fucking boots, right? Why is he, why is he rated higher than me? And... I was like, well, that's the headline, right? Yeah. That Bret Hart says Triple H couldn't lace his fucking boots, right? That's the that's the headline. Yeah. I have I have to run that because it's all anyone's going to talk about after I release this anyway, right? So yeah. confront it. Um, yeah, that was that one. I I, I don't know how uh, I don't know how Hunter felt about that one. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, I, was actually, cool. I actually asked Paul about that. Oh, please tell me how he felt about he that. He wasn't really concerned one way or another. He honestly <laughs> said, like, you know, I'm not really concerned what, what he thinks about my work. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. But that that, that uh, soundbite com- combined with Brett going on, like, two other podcasts around the same time and talking about how Seth Rollins is an unsafe worker, like, that pretty much directly led to Brett, like, retiring from podcasting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because, like, yeah, he, I remember he was like, I got people getting this, this impression that I'm bitter and I'm not, yeah. but, like, it's, it, you know, and I love Brett. Like, people know, like, and, you know, but it's easy to think that about Brett sometimes. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, like, I, I think that Brett, I think if Brett had had a better deal, I think, honestly, if we'd have just found a way to, to pay Brett more, he'd have kept doing the podcast. I think he enjoyed the podcast. I mean, there's nothing stopping him from, from saying those ideas and stuff. 
Uh, it did just kind of get to a point, though, where it was like, all right, you're you're saying a lot of stuff here, Brett. I mean, if we were making more money, it would maybe justify it, but we've maybe reached a logical conclusion for the time being. But uh, I wouldn't count out Brett coming back and maybe doing something. I'll say that. Uh, I know that he's been dealing with um, uh, some kind of medical issue. Or he had his to- hand, man, his wrist. He sent me pictures of it. It's, it's It was crazy looking. I think I showed you guys, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's actually suing the, the doctor that did the first surgery. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I read the report. We ran it. And I was just, you know, I know that he's dealing with that. And when I saw when the in, the, the surgery happened and all that, it was like kind of like right after we had finished the podcast. Yeah. Up. So I don't know. I don't know what all played into it. But I know he likes talking. I know he likes people hearing his yeah. opinions. And he's certainly got some strong ones. I, I hope he does come back down the road. I wouldn't and, count him out. Podcast and and here's the thing. Like when I talk to Brett and we start, you know, telling old story, it's always happy stories that you know that we laugh about like when when i saw him in in uh the san francisco area a couple months ago oh my god we had the best time just standing outside and like me and his him and his son and his wife and i forget who was with me but we must have stood outside for an hour and a half just you know catching up and we some of those stories nick we told were the stories we've told a million times yeah you know but you know just reminding each other and bringing them back up you know, Brett, it was really cool. Brett, you know, I think it's a heart trait, um, it, you know, to kind of act, you know, like you're always very kind of stoic, yeah. right? And not emotional because you want to have a kind of a, a strength about you, you yep. know, when you present yourself. Harry's got it. Even Teddy's kind of got that thing to him. Um, Natty as well. But uh, with Brett, when you do get the guard dropped, is like the goofiest son of a bitch you'll ever fucking meet in your entire <laughs> life. Brett yeah. is just like he is. He's just a yeah. goofy dude. I watch him like. He did this uh, video on Facebook like a little while back where he was just watching himself on The Simpsons and something like that. It was, I don't know. Goofy guy. Yeah. He was so happy when the when he got to be on The Simpsons. That's one of the highlights of his life. Honestly. Well, and it was weird because we did talk about it on the podcast, too, so this is not like a new story. But when they cast him, they didn't know he was Brett the Hitman Hart. They just were casting a wrestler yeah. and found Brett, and they, they put him on the show, and it was like after – Word got out. That's when they changed him to be Bret Hart in the show. So it almost didn't even happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, do you know? He, do you have, did he ever talk about when he used to draw on the on the chalkboards? What? Who? Wait, Bart Brett. Simpson? No, Brett. Is... So. Oh no. Yeah. So when like so we we get like you know like the gossip in the locker room and all that like Brett would draw a cartoon related to whatever the current gossip was. Hmm. And a lot of it was like stuff that ended up being scandalous. So like they actually brought him and had, he had to testify uh, or or do a, like some kind of a you know. Uh, no, you know when they when they interview you, like God, why am I having this brain fart? Uh, when they interrogate you, dep- dep- deposition. Yeah, when you get deposed. Yeah, about that, like because. It was some pretty interesting stuff he'd draw on the chalkboards. We'd get there, yeah. I know in his book he talks about drawing, like, Brian Knobs, like, eating a bunch of dicks or yeah. something. And then Brian Knobs <laughs> goes back and writes all his brother's names on all the dicks. Or uh-huh. something. And it was just, like, an ongoing thing that every time they went into, like, a locker room, yeah. yeah the cartoon would be drawn. And Brett would just, he would just say, I don't make the news, I just report it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, it was always so weird, like, because, you know, you'd, Brett's really, like I say, laid back, really cool guy. 
But then, like, occasionally you'd bring up a name, right? And it would just resonate with him, yep. right? You could tell the guard would go immediately right back up. Like, you brought up Hogan, you knew whatever it was was going to be stiff. Yeah. The only person he ever said we couldn't bring onto the podcast was Eric Bischoff, believe it or not. He did not. He hates Eric. He hates Eric so much. Um, I was that a little surprised. That bumps me up, that. man, because, like, you know where I am, Nick, at this point in my life. I think people know that. Um, that I just think it's it's so sad and it's a shame when people are holding grudges like that still. Yeah, yeah. It can't be that big of a deal, man. Trust me. I I don't really know exactly. I mean, I I have ideas, I guess, kind of about situations that could have led to you know some animosity there. But by and large, it doesn't sound personal. It sounds business, right? If nobody's and- family member got hurt or anything along those lines. Trust me, it's not that big a deal, and it's not worth carrying around with you. It's yeah. just not, man. Well, it was just interesting because, of course, I like the day after I ended Brett's podcast, I announced I was doing one with Eric, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, the the world we live in, right? What a hilarious place!" So, well, is there anything else we uh, we want to touch on before we go, Nick? Anyone? Uh, Anyone? Uh, Bueller? I just tell us more about this Duffy's Bar and Grill situation yeah. and. You said that they work with the WWE. How can other restaurants become part of that same situation where they could have the pay-per-views and WWE sending them the posters and whatnot? It's a great question. Um, it's not easy. You have to have, and, and I will lay this out, and I encourage you if you are a, a big wrestling fan and you want to launch a WWE blast area in your hometown, uh, you have to find a bar that actually shows the WWE pay-per-views. And in Chicago, I think it was the Comcast service that was showing the pay-per-views but a lot of pay-per-view providers don't actually show wwe pay-per-views anymore because they got all uh, spiteful when the network launched and and took that business away from them Mm. so it's tough to find a pay-per-view uh distributor that will even allow you to show the the pay-per-view in a bar but if you can find one in your hometown find them hit them up as soon as they place the order to WWE for the pay-per-view provider, you are basically a WWE blast area. There's a nice logo they'll send you. They'll send you posters. You get get it up and running and, and do it officially. I, I encourage, I know it's a little bit more work, uh, but I do encourage you to, to try to do it that way if you are going to do a bar party. Uh, it drives me crazy to no end being in the content business, uh, watching people rip things, take things, doing them the wrong way. Uh, so this is the way to do it, to be in WWE's uh, good graces about it. Uh, they've never formally helped us promote any of these events, but you know maybe after our big cool party here with Sean, uh, things could change. So uh, that's the way to do it. Uh, they are a WWE blast area. We do it the right way. The party is going to start at four o'clock. It'll start uh, right before, actually just before four o'clock with the kickoff party. We're going to have two rooms for the kickoff party. We got the front room where you can just hang out for free, watch the kickoff party with wrestling fans. Then we have our VIP kickoff party room which is going to be in the back which is the bigger room sean will be on stage uh it's 50 bucks we only have a couple of these tickets left and you get two autographs from sean you get a photo with sean uh you also get access to the live podcast recording we're going to do at duffy's and you get a guaranteed seat for the main royal rumble now we're only doing 100 of these tickets we have not 100 left that's for sure um but you'll have a guaranteed seat because once the actual rumble starts we're going to open up the big room. We're going to connect both rooms. People that came in for free can fill in what seats are left. Uh, Sean will have a live microphone at the front of the room. We're going to keep doing photos and autographs for anybody who showed up uh, for free and still wants to, to get those. And Sean is going to be commenting 
on the Rumble all night long. And then uh, at the end of the night, we will uh, uh, have a big uh, to-do, a send-off. We'll probably get a couple thoughts from Sean. And uh, and that'll be it. That's the party. Uh, go over to Eventbrite for your tickets. Uh, again, it's Sean Waltman's official Chicago Royal Rumble viewing party. Uh, get the VIP tickets, and you'll get the best experience possible uh, for this big, cool event we're doing at Duffy's. That sounds so cool. It does. I should have quoted you a higher rate. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad you didn't, though, Sean, because if this is a home run, if this is a home run, and I have a very good feeling this is going to be a home run, uh, I am, uh, you know, we've been talking, maybe taking this thing on the road. We could yeah. take Sean Walt- We could do Sean Waltman's official Philadelphia Survivor Series party or, or wherever it is, exactly. you know, whatever the show may be. That, yeah, I was just teasing about the high rate. We got to keep things so everyone can make it. So there's a piece of the pie for everyone. Yeah, just oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you on the air, can we keep your Sprint flight? Like, we don't want to change the flight. <laughs> You're talking about Spirit Airlines? Spirit, is that the one? Is hey. it Spirit? I don't fly it a lot. But can can you keep that flight so we don't have to change it or no? <laughs> ask my ask my uh, panel here. Yeah, no. as, soon as, <laughs> not as soon as we were done with the episode last week, he's looking through his phone. He's like, well, I might not be at that party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the answer is a solid no. I just I figured I'd wait and ask on the show so everybody could get your genuine reaction to being asked if you could hold travel. Uh, I just uh, travel you, I prefer not to ride on the uh, on the cattle car of of uh, airlines in the in the standing room only section. Like sitting in a plastic pool, tra- it's pool brutal. chair. It's brutal. It's brutal. But uh, anyways, they, you guys. Uh, fixed that for me immediately, and I'm so grateful. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, wait. Also, lastly, here, didn't you, earlier you said you were trying to get a hold of Scott Norton? Is Scott Norton on this episode too, or are you no, just trying next, to talk to Scott? Next week, we would trust me. We wouldn't be talking to you for so long if we had Scott on. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say because I'm a big Scott Norton fan. I used to be the MC for the uh, yeah. World Arm Wrestling yeah. League, which I fought very hard to try to get Scott to come back and take his arm wrestling championship. So I'm just happy to share. Some more space with Scott because I am a big big fan of Norton there. Actually, like Scott was gonna, he said I can come on today, but it'd be like fifteen minutes at tops he could do, and I have so much to talk to Scott about because you know we're both Minnesota guys and you know all of that, and I know so much about Scott Norton. So. Oh, totally. You should ask him about really get into the arm wrestling thing. Oh, right? for sure. When I when I was on the road with the the arm wrestlers, I learned. So much about arm wrestling, so, stuff that I would have probably never learned had I not been thrust in that environment. The hook, the top roll, the positioning, gotta the turn your hat backwards. Yeah, you got to turn your hat backwards like Lincoln Hawk. Yeah, that's not part it's like of a the machine. Technique. It is that's part like of a it. machine. You got to drink motor oil and you got to turn yeah. the hat backwards. Yeah. Do people always ask him if it's fake? <laughs> It's not so. fake. I watched a woman break her arm in half in an arm wrestling competition once. Like live? The bo- you saw that live? Dude, it was they sent me out to this arm wrestling qualifier in this like small town in Indiana, kind of a divier place. Anyway, yeah, I'd been in the room like five minutes, this girl steps up, and then like a dry two by four cracked over your knee, just like yeah. snapped, and it was Everybody's standing there, and then all the arm wrestlers are part of the competition have to get together and vote whether or not they are all mentally comfortable continuing to arm wrestle, having just watched that traumatic thing happen. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. not a bad idea for those snowflakes. <laughs> I would not have called them that in this bar. I'm just they, kidding. They, 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 they. That was a joke, people. 
So no, that's a really good idea, man. Because like that's pretty traumatic to watch. Like even on it, video, dude, it it's rough. And like the way, because like the thing is, you know, people think of arm wrestlers, right? As these big, you know, you you've seen uh, over the top, you know, these big strong, burly men and stuff. And there yeah. there is a lot of that, but it in in a lot of ways, it was kind of like being in a pro wrestling locker room yeah. where all the guys know that you kind of have. Uh, you've made a decision about them before even talking to them, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And yeah. they're all, like, once you're cool and you're in that mix and they, like, accept you into that fraternity, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life I met at the arm wrestling show. It's true. Very true. I love those guys. I'm, I'm sad I don't get cool. to do it anymore. Yeah. Were you a hell of an arm wrestler at one time yourself, Nick? <sighs> Sean, yeah. I uh, I have beat college friends in arm wrestling. I'm in pretty good shape, right? Like, I'm not in you shape. Like, I couldn't, like, shred a head of lettuce on my abs or anything like that. Right. But I'll throw down. And now that I know the techniques, the arm wrestling techniques, I'm like, I, I, I have actually thought about maybe going and find a little competition around here because I got right. that itch. Sweet. Nick, hey, man, real quick before we go, uh, is there any other stuff that uh, we need to talk about? Plug? No, Social man, media? We just got to right. plug your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now you'll hold the towel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me so much, man. I'll uh, I'll chat with you very soon. Okay, man. Thanks, Have a good Nick. day, Nick. Thank you, you Nick Houseman, everyone. Yeah. That's what's up. Cool. That was awesome. Hey, uh, okay, so. Sean, uh, you know this whole time we haven't noticed what episode number this episode is? What? 69? That's right. It. <laughs> it's your number. <laughs> It's your number. How is it my number? On the back of every like DX jersey. Oh, that's true. And also, I'm I'm a cancer, and and cancer is the sig. Yeah, the, it's the, the sign. Yeah. yeah, it looks like sixty nine. <laughs> so um, it's a special episode all around. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, Jimbo, what do we what do we got like as far as appearances for me? Before? Well, this Saturday, if you're in Huntington Park in California, come check Sean out at the Wrestling Guy Store from noon to three. He'll be signing autographs and taking pictures. You can find out more at WrestlingGuyStore.com. Also, the WWE Royal Rumble party on the 28th at Duffy's Bar and Grill. Go to Eventbrite to find out more about that. Uh, rumor has it you'll be at the Raw 25th anniversary. We'll hopefully see you there. And do we want to mention that? Oh yeah. The, what was it? February twenty so, fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, I'll be in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and I'll be speaking at uh, oh, uh, Blueprints for Addiction Recoveries at Town Halls on Prevention of Addiction. Breaking the cycle of addiction. breaking the cycle of addiction. My bad. No. Yeah. Are so. those going to be? Do you know if those are going to be like available on YouTube later or whatever? Uh, I hope so. Well, I'm, so I'm going to make yeah, sure. So I'm going to make sure they're someone's they're video. Someone, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just put a strap of GoPro to Lula and <laughs> yeah, man. Here's the thing: when I first was approached about doing that, I'm like, man, you know, am I really like, you know, like ready to be helping? Not? And you know, those things can go through your mind. Am I at a place where I'm ready, ready to start doing things like that? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: like, if you're waiting till you think that you're at the right place to help yeah. somebody else. You may never actually end up helping anybody else, you know, like because I and and the thing is, is like, I'm just going to go there and give them what I have to give. No more, no less. Sure. Well, I would imagine at this point that you've probably counseled quite a few people at, in my own them way. advice. Yeah. Um, and support on getting through addiction, because yes. there's a lot of people who look up to you and there's a lot of people who've gone through the struggles that you've gone through. Yeah. And I've seen people come to you and, and and tell you, you know, that you 
your journey has meant a lot to them and your yeah. struggles have helped helped them deal with their struggles. So you're not new to this. Right. Yeah. And um and so like I'm really honored. I'm I'm really honored that uh that I've been asked to do this. So uh all right. Well it should be awesome. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure next week we have Scott Flash Norton Hell on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Fire. Great. I'm gonna have to have hey Mark, we're gonna have to uh Set aside a little time for that one. Well, a little bit like, of extra time for you. Yeah, we'll do like a we'll do like a tight three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so sounds doable. So, anyways, um, hey TK, what's going on before we get out of here? Any uh, last minute words? Just our social media stuff. Yeah. Dude, follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm everywhere on social media at Sundown Motel. Check out uh, uprocks.com with spandex.com. Today we had a new podcast go up with The Big Show, and we broke down Russell Kingdom 12. So since we didn't break it down here, you can go check out our breakdown. It's like day. a week later, and I just figured everyone's already talked about it. We, we, we already didn't talk about it. So it's and and um, <laughs> ATK, do you have any, uh, are you trying to raise money for anything right now? Birthday oh, season. Yeah. No, birth season's coming up in a few months. But um, I'm actually raising money for water pumps in Africa. I'm running the LA Marathon in March 17th, I believe. They run 26.2 miles. Um, so that's all in my byline at TK Trade App. But you can follow us uh, also on AfterBuzz TV. You can follow Sean on Twitter, The Real XPOC, IG XPOC12360, Facebook XPOC12360 Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and all that good stuff. And you were telling us that you just started using your own personal Instagram. Thank you, Bill. Yes, my, my personal Instagram is at Real XPOC without the the. So. <laughs> You know, somebody apparently figured they could use the... <laughs> the, the. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So follow, follow that Instagram. I'm I, I, I'm really trying to be mindful of posting stuff on there from now on. Nice. Anyway. All right, awesome. everyone. We'll see you next week right here on After Buzz TV. Scott Norton's our guest. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac and email us at xpac12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!